News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. But first, following Ireland's 2-1 loss against Canada, it means that we're not progressing to the knockout stages of the World Cup. We are hearing the success of this Irish team is inspiring more and more young girls to get involved in that sport, but also empowering them in other sports. But exclusive News Talk research carried out by Amoric shows we still have a long way to go. News Talk's Josh Crosby has been breaking down the figures. Good morning, Josh. Good morning, Jonathan. Uh, how much of a gender divide is still out there? Well, I've been along to two of the watch parties for the World Cup Games and I must say it was great meeting with girls of all ages who are looking up to this team as role models. But the stats don't lie, Jonathan, and unfortunately there are still big gaps to fill. If you take this exclusive News Talk survey carried out by a Morak of 1,200 people, we've found just 6% of women asked are currently playing sport. That number then rises to 16% for men. This works out at 1 in 10 women being engaged in some form of organised sport. And we'll, when we look back at someone's sporting history, 7 in 10 men have played at some point in their lives with just 45% of women saying they have. And and on the point of women taking part in an organised sport, the government's national sports policy for 2018-2027 shows there are over 12 times as many women in individual sports compared to team sports. So the likes of personal exercise, swimming, running and cycling are much more popular. But there's no denying, look, there are efforts and work going on in the background to increase these numbers. And we've come a long way over the past decade and even in more recent years with the success of the Irish team at the moment as well. I went out to the Sport Ireland campus where I met with CEO of Sport Sport Ireland, Una May. Una says they've been tracking trends for over 15 years and the teenage years are where they see the highest number dropping out from sports. We haven't reached the end of our challenge yet. We still have a long way to go. We're getting closer, I suppose, to the 2027 national sports policy. How are we doing in terms of reaching those targets, those ambitions that were set out in 2018? I suppose with regards particularly to women in sport, we're making very good progress. Needless to say, the pandemic had a huge impact on all the work we were doing. It set us back probably about three years. There are certain things that we're still struggling a little with. Volunteerism is coming back more slowly than all the other measures we have for participation in sport. Since the very first research we carried out in in the first round of our Irish sports monitor, the first year we collected this data was in 2007 and the gap between participation of women and men was at 16%. We're now down to 4%, so we've made huge inroads in that. There's much, much more women taking part. And apart from women competing on the pitches, the courts, the tracks, wherever they may be, when it comes to management level, where are we in terms of gender targets there? So the government has set a target, quite an ambitious target, that every national governing body and local sports partnership will have at least 40% women on their boards and we're we're coming very close to that. The most recent review we carried out which was only midway through this year and the target is for the end of this year so they have a little bit more time yet but we're at 39% so we're, we're making very good progress on that and we do believe the leadership has to come from above. Una May, the CEO of Sport Ireland there. What about the promotion of women's sports driving interest? Um, What has this research found, Josh? Yes, Jonathan. So when it comes to attending events, our poll found that just one in four of those asked said they've been to a professional female event. But then that number rises to nearly eight in ten for a men's event. However, Una May from Sport Ireland said that can be down to the options of events to go to. Una said if you look at the attendance overall at sporting events, she said their research shows 18% of men attend events and 16% of women. So look, I suppose it comes down to the availability and access to see women competing. But we've also found 
around more men than women said they will watch the World Cup that's on at the moment. But something which a lot of people seem to agree on is more than half of those asked don't believe we encourage young girls to play sport to the same extent as young boys. And two thirds don't believe we give enough funding to women's sport. I met with men and women, some who still play, others who've parted ways with sport. Charlene Duff plays football and camogie for Port Leash. She says there needs to be more measures for supporters to boost women's sport. Getting older, it's more of a social outlet as well. Keep you active and fun and fit. And do you feel the women's teams, female sports, do they get enough promotion, enough support here in Ireland at the moment? Absolutely not. No way. You can just see if you watch the All-Ireland in Pro Park, the Kerry and Dublin match will be packed out. Whereas if you went to the girls' All-Irelands, there'd be empty seats everywhere. So what about if you had a promotion to make the seats cheaper? So I did athletics from the age of under 12s all the way up to under 18s. And yeah. what was it? College came Hurdles, around? Or? Yeah, no. I gave it up when I started going out, unfortunately, but would still go to the gym now. We are in a skill, it'll be like a boys' team, but they won't encourage the women. And did you find that when you were in? Oh, when I was in skill, when we were in yeah, skill definitely. together, if we wanted to play with the boys, we weren't allowed. We were encouraged to do a makeup class. But like we wanted to do sport, do you know what yeah, I mean? And that's only it's only a couple of years ago, like. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's like two, three years ago. Or make up a home ec. Yeah, they're so saying. it was so it was so like stereotypical. Yeah. But have you ever gone to a female sport event? No, I would watch the camogie on the TV. I suppose my daughter is pushing on to five, so I'm hoping she might have some interest in sport. Yeah. And I suppose when she starts, I think to be the natural progression. Played Gaelic football when I was younger and then I kind of just naturally kind of stopped. Don't know really what it was. My friends weren't playing as much, so kind of stopped. The community wasn't there. So. And would you ever go along to, we say, female sporting events? No, not really. <laughs> and that's really bad to say. But and would you yeah. go to a men's final then? Yeah. Well, we're going to go on Sunday. We're going to go watch the final. Yeah, people on the streets of Dublin giving their reaction to that exclusive News Talk poll. If you want to have your opinion heard and take part in a News Talk Amoric poll, visit amoricpanel.com slash NT to get involved. Kira, I, I think that the GAA has done incredible work on female participation in sport. I've seen it at first hand with the club my daughter participates in. But there is a cliff edge that young girls seem to reach in their teens where they fall away from sport. They see themselves as being somehow excluded or are not willing or not being part of it anymore. And it's hard. It's hard to breach that. I'm interested in you say somehow excluded. Of course they're somehow excluded. Sport, whether we want to admit it or not, is the last bastion of acceptable sexism in society. There's no two ways about it. We are. It's kind of an invisible sexism because we're so bloody used to it. But sports people male and female, paid completely differently in most sports, promoted completely differently in most sports. Loads and loads of men's sports on TV and radio, hardly any female sports, supported differently by way of facilities and infrastructure and and all of the community stuff that has gone into it. That's totally different for male and female. It is changing. I, I will accept that it is changing. But Jesus, it's 2023. It just goes to show you when you leave things without laws that sexism is allowed to flourish. I had Thomas Byrne, who was the Minister for Stage for Sport on, on the day that we had our opening match, uh, Australia against Ireland in the Women's World Cup. And he said there's going to be nowhere to hide anymore because they're going to cut funding. If you don't have equal access, if you don't have equal facilities, if you don't have 40% membership on your board of any sporting organisation, female and men, they're stopping funding mm. and it is the only thing that will work because we are still, of course we're seeing women not going into sport because aside from the fact that teenage girls become bloody self-conscious because they get a thing called a period and then suddenly they're running around in little white shorts because we never thought that was anything other than a good idea. Ridiculous. 
you know, girls get self-conscious coming into the teens. They, they, they develop, they get boobs, they get all of that and they become self-conscious about their bodies. We've never taken that properly into account. But the rest of it is all true too. The lack of money, the lack of support, the lack of facilities. It is genuinely a, a bastion of sexism yeah. that we've never torn but down. Look at the casual sexism that is thrown at female presenters and co-commentators who end up. Uh, oh yeah. You know, if, if there's the a Jackie female, Hurley's and all completely. Yeah, if there's a female commentator on a soccer match, she's going to get abuse for some reason because apparently she doesn't know much about the sport. But listen to this text from Mike, who's texted in from Dublin 18. Our primary school kids' principal constantly insists on girls wearing skirts. During playtime, the boys run around wild, enjoying sport. The girls, many of whom play GAA or soccer, etc., don't because they don't want their skirts rising. Understandably, we've constant battles over this and we send our daughters to school wearing tracksuits. They get ticks for the wrong uniform. Uh, the principal and many teachers withdraw sport or PE as a punishment. Teachers, many of whom are female, need to be educated in facilitating female sport. The idea of sending young girls in skirts is so in the past. My and it's so unfair. But my, my kids' primary school... Um, they they got rid of the uniforms. They come in in tracksuits, yeah. boys and girls, and they run around like mad and they participate yeah. in sport. And there is You're a right. wonderful it's, it, equality it, 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 to it's, it. It's stuff like that. It's the white shorts. It's the wearing of the skirts. It's all those little things that contribute to girls going. I'm uncomfortable here. Yeah. I don't want to do this. And that's wrong. And it, it shouldn't be. Mike, I agree wholeheartedly. It shouldn't be done. It is happening. Do you know there. what I do think has been wonderful for sports? Dads. I think dads have gotten out and gotten onto the side of the pitch, much more so than mums, because must, I mean that in no bad way, but mums didn't come from the, from an, a generation of, of playing sport themselves very often, but yeah. the dads did. And dads now treat their daughters very like their sons in terms of what they want for them. And that and has changed how we parent our yeah. children. And dads supporting their daughters has changed sport mm. a lot. And that's really important. And also mothers and others, which is a fantastic initiative around the country. We, we, we salute our hats to those who go out and brave it in all conditions. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.